If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Today's topic is spiritual law, part four. And I guess if we're into the idea of spiritual evolvement and reaching the highest potential of our spiritual self, I suppose one of the useful ideas might be what we uh, figuratively call uh, the rules of the road. What do we do, and how how do we? What's the best uh, mode of behavior as far as uh, uh, being on that path uh, of spiritual enlightenment? And well, what what briefly and succinctly are these rules of the road? They are not imposed by by an arbitrary board of directives, such as a group of group teacher or teachers, but are the outcome of the conditions to be found upon the path itself. They carry the warrant of a man's own soul and are the result of the experience of millions of travelers upon that path. And the six rules of the path, and as I, we figuratively allude to as, as the rules of the road, the rules of the path are from an ancient spiritual text and are written in the language of ancient times. Uh, well, one rule is, is the following. The road is trodden in the full light of day, thrown upon the path by those who know and lead. Naught can then be hidden, and at each turn a man must face himself. Uh, I'd like to have Sarah and Dale elaborate on that further, because I think that everybody has a lot of questions about what that means. Well, it's one of the essential discoveries of anyone who treads the path, that he cannot hide who he really is. Um, I've known people who have had uh, a series of dreams when they've uh, begun to uh, develop spiritually to make a real effort through meditation and spiritual study to develop and expand their spiritual consciousness. They go through a series of dreams in which they are exposed 
for who they really are in the sense of their degraded uh, condition as human beings, well, that's probably um, uh, an overreaction to simply the awakening to the fact that one has a long way to go towards perfection and that on the on the road, on the path, we have to be willing to be seen for who we are. And we have to remember that who we are is not even known to our own selves. We don't really know who we are. We know our basic uh, personality that we think expresses who we are. But how many of us can really say that we know who we are as souls, much less that we know someone else as the soul that that person really is? We don't know. We are in the process of unfolding our true colors. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the road, we have to be willing to discover this and to be seen in our completed wonderfulness. Wonderfulness. (laughs) So many people think think of themselves in their wonderfulness that uh, they they miss the point of who they really are. Mm. That wonderfulness can all often stand in the way and uh, if we get caught up in that kind of glamour, then uh, we'll never discover just to who we are. That's really the task we have. When he says, you know, a person has to face himself and uh, face the true self. And uh, that, that takes a lot of doing. I think it's a painful process, but uh, that's really what one has to do and to to be very honest with oneself and recognize these glamours and these illusions that uh, everybody has and try to um, try to substitute something better for them. Personally, I don't like to think of um, this process of spiritual development as something that humiliates or degrades our sense of our humanity and of our spiritual worth. That's, that's not it. True humility is is an adjusted sense of right proportion, the books of Alice Bailey say. In other words, it's learning to see oneself within the context of the whole of humanity. That lessens the the power of the selfish ego, but it doesn't degrade one. It doesn't make one worthless. It simply integrates one into the whole of the human species and to the whole of life. So... The fact that we have to uh, give up hiding who we might think we really are simply means that we reveal our true spiritual makeup. We reveal and discover our soul. And uh, we could think of that as something good and positive and not just painful. Mm-hmm. So it's not really revealing it so much to other people as, it, as part of it is probably the most... Uh a uh, significant part of it is to reveal it to ourselves, perhaps mm-hmm. even to admit something like, I was wrong, which mm-hmm. seems to be mm-hmm. not only hard for me to say, but for yeah. a lot of people, to really look honestly at oneself and say, hey, this was not good. I did mm-hmm. something that was really a violation to other people. Well, on on the spiritual path, yes, you, you come into touch with all the wrongs you have done, mm-hmm. but you also come into a recognition of all that's possible within you awaiting evocation and possible within others. So it's both um, positive and mm-hmm. uh, negative in, in the sense of what comes up. It's like... Like in the spring when you when you hoe a garden, you have mm. to overturn the soil to bring life and nutrients into it. That's what happens on the spiritual yeah. path. You undergo a churning up and 
there's so, s material in the subconscious that might come into the conscious mind through dreams or whatever that might be painful. But there's also the whole content of the higher self, the higher planes that's mm -hmm. awaiting uh, expression yeah. through you. That also has to be revealed. And uh, we can only hope that uh, that day will come sooner rather than later. Yeah, which uh, really, to me, piques my interest in a sense. Uh, it reminds me, what you're saying reminds me of uh, the essence of what Christ said, and that was, you too can be as I am, the the hope that we can reach that potential too maybe someday, mm -hmm. the hope for humanity. Uh, upon another one of the rules uh, is has to do with this. Upon the road, the hidden stands revealed. Each season knows the villainy of, of each. And yet there is, with that great revelation, no turning back, no spurning of each other, and no shakiness upon the road. The road goes forward in today. And, of course, that to me is, is a lot of cryptic messages in that. Maybe you can enlighten us about, uh, about that. Again, it touches on the fact that uh, we cannot hide who we are. We cannot... Um, hope that we are covering up and concealing something uh, on this spiritual path. We can't hide our past. We can't hide our true character. Whatever is within us is going to come out in display through the, the stress and the challenge of the spiritual path. Yes, it's uh, everything will be revealed eventually, and uh, we have to uh, literally uh, remove uh, the veils that... Uh, hide <clears throat> all of the uh, the um, negative parts of us and the the villainy it's an interesting word the villainy of each um, it says that uh, the villainy like like the interest of self-interest or selfishness uh, would be a, an example of villainy or the tendency to criticize that's a tendency to or uh, similar to the villainy that it's referred to. It's these negative uh, characteristics that have to be dealt with and what well, they reveal. Doesn't uh, the word villain really mean someone who is rather low and uh, unevolved? Uh, yeah, she, I think she, doesn't she give, uh, Alice Bailey give an interesting uh, definition of that uh, term, villainy? Well, she said that uh, in, in old times it meant uh, a tiller of the soil, someone who was not very highly evolved, a peasant, I suppose you could say, uh, a field worker. So the villainy of each means that all of us have within us, I guess, this um, rather unevolved, um, unglamorous, uh, uh, run-of-the-mill humanness that comes up for display and that is the the um, source of so much of our weakness and our errors. It's present in all of us because we're not perfected beings. Each season knows the villainy of each. Mm -hmm. And the other people tend other people tend to see the villainy in you <laughs> <laughs> before you do. So that's uh, <clears throat> one of the hard parts too. So. Yeah. But it's it's not that we are uh criminals and uh uh horrible uh beings. The word doesn't imply that. It just means that we're works in progress with a long way to go. And on the path we have to accept that none of us is perfect, that we are all striving toward a goal that we haven't yet reached. But that um 
tolerance is needed, a sense of compassion, a sense of acceptance and forbearance. The rule says there is, with that great revelation, no turning back, no spurning of each other, and no shakiness upon the road. We have to be in it for the long haul, and we have to be in it as faithful companions, no matter what happens with our spiritual uh, partners, our spiritual mm-hmm. brothers. We have to support and uh, sustain each other when we stumble and fall. That's part of the path. I think when we're when we're on the path of self-discovery, uh, I think it's, of course, very difficult to face oneself and to look deep within uh, within ourselves and and say that I am wrong, I need improvement in this particular area. Uh, I think also with that rule number two, is am I wrong in saying, am I correct in saying that uh, with rule number two, uh, that we shouldn't uh, really be too hard on ourselves when mm-hmm. we discover an unpleasant tr- pleasant truth about it, uh, our lack of involvement or something right. perhaps that we're in denial of. Don't get caught up on it. Don't berate or beat ourselves, beat ourselves up. Just say, oh, well, let me work on this. We're yeah. under construction and let me move on to evolve. Yeah, the ego can be so uh, offended that it, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, becomes possessed by what it has witnessed yeah. in the sense of a weakness or an error. That, too, is a kind of a, a glamour. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the sin of pride. We can't forgive ourselves. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we have to, and we have to forgive yeah. others. Yeah, that's very true. I guess yeah. it's so easy to get caught up on it. Once we make mm-hmm. the discovery about our own wrongdoing, uh, the idea is to move on, continue on the path mm-hmm. towards involvement, and try yeah. to... Do something about it along the way, but definitely move on. Don't right. beat ourselves up. Right. Um, for those people who just tuned in, uh, you're listening to Inner Sight, and uh, all of the dialogue that emanates from this program is based on the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust Organization. She wrote 24 volumes of books, and and we're speaking about a very important topic today. Uh, the rules of the road is what we figuratively allude to it as. It's really the show is uh, entitled "Spiritual Law Part Four, Part Four. And if you'd, uh, what would be the best book uh, to? Uh, Glamour, a world problem. Okay, Glamour, a world problem. So if uh, if you'd like to uh, explore this topic further, just give us a call and order the book, and we'd be happy to send it out to you. Uh, you can also order our general package of information, our most frequently asked question, are you a religion? No, we're not a religion. And we're, we, I guess we define ourselves more uh, as being a spiritual philosophy organization. We like to explore spiritual ideas. And there are people who are reading the Alice Bailey books who come from a multitude of religions and walks of, lives, uh, walks of life and backgrounds and and we welcome all of you to uh, look into the Alice Bailey books and read read them, and hopefully you'll derive as much uh, from them as we have, and they'll enhance your uh, uh, walk on the path, on the spiritual path. Uh, give us a call if you'd like to order uh, the book or, or any of the books, any of the 24 volumes of books. Uh, uh, give us a call at our toll-free number, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. An easy way to remember the uh, uh, the phone number is to dial one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. Um, uh, you could also key into our website at at uh, www.lucistrust.com. 
org, And if you do that, you can uh, listen to our previously archived library of shows where we uh, explore such topics as uh, what is the self and uh, if we're not happy with who we are. And the program has to do with change. How can we become uh, uh, a different person or perhaps uh, folk, perhaps reach a new level of, of who we are through change uh, and so many other topics uh, that you might take a look at and listen to as you key into that website. Our email is newyorkatlucistrust.org, and uh, you can order our books from that number, cassette tapes, or a cassette tape of this show or any of our shows by calling that number, and you can also have our general package of information that we'll be happy to send out to you free of charge. It tells you a lot about us and who we are, and if you want to, how to get involved, you can certainly find out from that general package of information. So once again, call us at one 866 N.Y. Lucis. N.Y. Lucis. Lucis. L-U-C-I-S. And let's get back to our show about being on the path and uh, and what the best uh, way to is to follow those. What are those rules of the road, I should say? Uh, and one of the rules is, is this one. Upon that road, one wanders not alone. There is no rush, no hurry, and yet there is no time to lose. Each pilgrim, knowing this, presses his footsteps forward and finds himself self surrounded by his fellow men. Some move ahead, he follows after. Some move behind, he sets the pace. He travels not alone. It reminds me of that, uh, this rule of the road reminds me of the book Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, how can you explain this particular uh, thought further? I think it's probably fairly self-explanatory, and maybe we should move forward to the some of the other rules. This one basically just says we don't travel alone. We move in a group and adjust our pace accordingly. I don't think it's nearly as obscure as, uh, say, the fourth rule. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's just uh, move on with this, and uh, we have another rule here. There are three things that the, uh, the pilgrim must avoid: the wearing of a hood, the veil which hides his face from others, the carrying of a water pot which only holds enough for his own wants, and the shouldering of a staff without a crook to hold. Uh, yeah. That certainly is cryptic, and now we're into metaphor yeah. explanation. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the three things that the pilgrim, the wanderer on the path, has to avoid are the wearing of a hood, in other words, hiding himself and who he truly is from others, uh, the veil that hides his, his face, we have to be seen for who we are, second, carrying a water pot that holds only enough for his own wants, he has to share, he has to give all that he has, share it freely, and shouldering a staff without a crook to hold, well, it makes me think of those pictures of Jesus in Sunday school with the the lamb in his arm and the shepherd's crook. What do you think it means? Yes, I think there's um, there's symbolism there um, <clears throat> that the shepherd's crook uh, is used uh, actually to um, to uh, dislodge uh, a sheep that may be caught in a thicket or in a crevice somewhere. How do you know these things? <clears throat> Well, I was a shepherd in previous <laughs> life, you see. So. <laughs> Useful experience. <laughs> yes, it comes from long experience out in the fields. But um, it's, it's also symbolic of the, um, the, the, the server, the one on the path who uses the, the crook to hold and to dislodge other 
service or other people from uh, their their ways that get caught up in the thickets of life, you might say. Not letting somebody wander off down some bypass. Yeah, I mean, so and symbolically, the uh, the uh, disciple on the path uh, can help uh, uh, dislodge those that are and going, you know, astray. I suppose you'd have to say that they have to first realize they've gone astray before you can interfere because people have the freedom to choose their path and their experience and to follow whatever goals they think are appropriate but then when they find that they've gone off the path and gone astray then one can step in and help them get back on the the higher way mm-hmm. yes and it says um, <clears throat> the wearing of the hood um, that veils the face. Uh, we should not do that because one should let one's light shine. Mm-hmm. So you don't wear the hood to cover your face uh, or to cover up your countenance. Uh, you mm-hmm. just by being yourself, this allowing the soul energy to pour through you, mm-hmm. that radiates out into the community, into the uh, other people on the path. I suppose it's my own paranoia that thinks that that means uh, hiding who we really are, when in fact you're saying let people see who you really are as a soul. Let it shine through. Let your radiance Mm -hmm. shine. It reminds me, I think it was uh, St. Francis of Assisi uh, (coughs) uh, went out to to serve with his disciples, and all they did was walk down through the main street of the town, Mm -hmm. and the disciples asked St. Francis, when are we going to serve? And he said, we are mm-hmm. simply by being there and in, mm-hmm. in the presence, mm-hmm. uh, the radiation of his presence uh, was a great service. Mm-hmm. Another uh, rule of the road that has to do with being um, uh, on the path, serving humanity, is this one, and that certainly needs explanation. Mm-hmm. Each pilgrim on the road must carry with him what he needs, a pot of fire to warm his fellow men, a lamp to cast its rays upon his heart, and show his fellow men the nature of his hidden life. A purse of gold, which he scatters not upon the road, but shares with others. A sealed vase, wherein he carries all his aspiration to cast before the feet of him who waits to greet him at the gate. A sealed vase. And of course, I guess this has a lot of symbolism. Maybe mm-hmm. you can uh, scratch the surface of that symbolism for us. Well, I can try. The... Um the pot of fire to warm one's fellow men, I would think, is the compassionate heart, the sympathetic, compassionate uh, response to human need and suffering. We can't be cold and isolated from others on the on the spiritual path. Uh, the The purse of gold, which he scatters not upon the road but shares with others, would be all of one's resources and talents, that you can't waste them. There's that uh, parable from the Bible about the man who squandered his talents. That's breaking a law, too. But if you have those talents, use them uh, with others in in a wise way that serves them. Don't hoard your talents, don't deny them, but use them in service. The... Reference to the sealed face wherein he carries all his aspiration to cast before the feet of him who waits to greet him at the gate. A sealed face is uh, interesting. I don't, what do you think? Well, I was hoping you would answer that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the seal, I think, 
maybe it has to to seal away that which um, is uh, so sacred that uh, cast not your pearls not before your pearls, swine. Maybe and that uh, it's sacred only to those you 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 cast it before the feet of him who waits to greet him at the gate. In other words, that once you reach the gate of uh, heaven, let's say. Uh, that's that's where you reveal the uh, you cast your uh, the base is for that person. You're really struggling with this, aren't you? <laughs> well, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> Me too. I'm struggling with it too because on the one hand, we're supposed to share what we have. We're supposed to share our spiritual gifts, not hoard them, not hide them from others. But on the other hand, um, keep that which is most precious, most spiritually potent. Preserve it, I suppose, and dedicate it at the feet of the one who can most um, acknowledge and discern its worth. I think a lot of aspirants tend to strew their spiritual treasures at the feet of people who don't understand, and that becomes very disillusioning from them. For them, they feel rebuffed. They feel um, unappreciated. They feel that they're their little glimmers of understanding are are mocked and laughed at, and it can be very deadly to the spiritual aspiration. Yes, uh, one has to protect some of this mm-hmm. knowledge because, as you just mentioned, it's it's based on that casting one's pearls uh, before the swine. Yeah. Uh, you, one just has to be very careful. About In other that. words, discrimination is needed. When to <coughs> share, when is someone ready yeah. to hear what you might be able to share, and when should it be preserved uh, from the eyes and ears of those who wouldn't understand. There are a lot of pitfalls in learning this lesson of discrimination of how to share wisely, and that's why this is a rule mm-hmm. of the road. Yeah. Well, I think this, uh, the final rule of the road is um, a little bit more obvious and easier to understand, but I'd like you to comment on, on it also. Uh, the pilgrim, and once again, I think the pilgrim is the person who's uh, chosen to be on the path of spiritual evolvement. The pilgrim, as he walks upon the road, must have, an open, uh, have the open ear, the giving hand, the silent tongue, the chastened heart, the golden voice, the rapid foot, and the open eye, which sees the light. He knows he travels not alone. Can you comment on that one? Well, the open ear would be the capacity to listen, to hear what others are really trying to say, to be receptive to them. Um, The giving hand, one who is generous and helps others. The silent tongue is that uh, tremendous test of the path, right speech learning how to speak appropriately, learning to be silent when uh, necessary, not misusing speech. The chastened heart, um, humility, compassion. Mm -hmm. The golden voice, um, right speech. Once one has learned silence, then one can use right speech. And the rapid foot, uh, one must uh, make progress. Um, One just can't... One can't... uh, uh, tread water. Tread water, yeah. yeah. To you know, in one place, one has to keep moving. So, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes we should have a little talk on spiritual speed. That's uh, an interesting topic. Yeah, the need to move forward. Uh, the open eye, which sees the light, I think, is a reference to the intuition. 
which exists within all human beings in potential, but which needs development and awakening. And as we learn to rely on that spiritual intuition through the open eye, which is the third eye, then we become more and more in touch with the plan and more actively cooperating. He knows he travels not alone, just as it's more or less that's a reminder that uh, not to get too much caught up in who we are and to yeah. impress with ourselves that there are others who are traveling the same path. Many, many, many others. Okay. Not and many who have gone ahead of us. And we make <laughs> spiritual progress not to get too over, too impressed with ourselves. No, okay. we're late. We're all late summers. Okay. <laughs> all right. So remember once again, if you'd like the, uh, uh, to order uh, our book, which this is based on, Glamour, A World Problem, or any of our other books or cassette tapes, or if you'd... Uh, like our general package of information that tells you who we are, and you're certainly welcome to have it. We'd love to send it out to you. You can dial us at uh, our toll-free number, one eight six six ny lucis And that's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.